0: Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host Andrea Clausen. I'm an Ayurvedic wellness counselor, 500-hour yoga teacher, and Ayurvedic postpartum doula in training. And so today's topic is one that is near and dear to my heart: navigating an Ayurvedic lifestyle during motherhood, and in particular with young kiddos. So I have two boys. I have a seven-year-old and a uh, six-month-old now, as the time of this releasing and. One of the things that I have found is, you know, now that my oldest is seven, it's pretty easy to kind of slide back into where it was in my Ayurvedic lifestyle and my practices. So I do find this threshold of young kids, basically until he was first grade is kind of really when he started being able to um, take care of himself in the mornings and really listen and stay out of my office when I was doing my morning practices. So now I'm kind of thrown back into it with, you know, a six month old and really learning how to find my practices again. So this episode is kind of going out to all the mamas with, with young kids who you can't say, Hey, can you give me, you know, 10 minutes so I can meditate, um, where maybe you might have them, you know, go on a screen for just 10 minutes. If you have something that you need to do, or you might have them do an activity. You know, my seven-year-old can now easily do an activity, which he worked through a couple different workbooks um, throughout the summer. And so that was something that I'd put out on the table and he could come downstairs in the morning and work through it on his own. So he's at that age where he is getting more independence. You know, he even makes his own breakfast and can even make his peanut butter and jelly sandwich if he wants for lunch. So little things like that uh, definitely are very helpful. So these are for kind of the kiddos where you're not at that stage yet. You're not at the point where you can you know, obviously with a six month old, you're not going to be able to leave them alone at all. So now that I'm back in kind of that area of life and navigating a couple kiddos, I really wanted to circle back into this because when I first discovered Ayurveda, my seven and a half year old was a newborn. You know, I discovered Ayurveda or really started diving into it when he was a baby. And so I studied with Kate Stillman, who also is a mom. She has a young daughter at the time. And I really appreciated her teachings because a lot of the teachers I've had since are not moms. And so the practices that they can do are a little bit different. And even having one kid to two kids practices that I could do with just my son first having two kids, it's different. I don't have as much free time. I have more activities that might be going on. Um, I'm not at the age yet, obviously, where my six month old has a ton of things or a ton of um, swim lessons and sports and activities like he's not in things yet. But there will be that time. And then that's a whole different landscape. And I'll probably do a podcast when they're both older because it's a different, um, a different way of looking at things. This is a different lifestyle as well. So that's just my caveat when you're when you're diving into this episode. No, just kind of I'm taking taking it more for the younger kiddos and where they're at. So where to start? If you have young kids, you know, your time is precious. Your time is precious no matter what, no matter how old your kids are. But you might not always know exactly how long your kid or kiddos are going to take a nap for. So if you're really, um, on that kind of nap time hustle of, I need to work, I need to get my workout in, I need to clean the house. Um, maybe you need to cook, meditate yoga. Maybe you're trying to do all the things in the nap time. And sometimes, you know what kids nap for 30 minutes instead of their usual hour and a half. And you were really counting on that hour and a half that day. So that's something I want to kind of talk about in today's episode, because I've been there and it's, it is frustrating, frustrating when you have all of these things that you want to get done. And then, um, it doesn't happen. So for myself, I found it's helpful to know which tasks I can do when my youngest is present. So when my six month old is present, what can I actually get done versus what can I do when he, um, what is just not going to happen. So like meditation at six months, I can't really do it anymore with him when he was little and not really, moving around and he would nap on me all the time. I could easily practice yoga nidra. And I did, and I could easily meditate with him just laying on me because he wasn't going anywhere. And he just wanted to cuddle up and snuggle. Now he just wants to squirm all over the place. And I can't close my eyes and do a meditation, um, safely with him around. It's just not, it's not going to happen. So that's something that I prefer to do, you know, either if my husband has him or during his nap time. Um, and then doing this podcast. I have to do it when he's napping because there's no way I can handle him and try to record a podcast. And there are certain work tasks where I can't have him even in his bouncer next to me where he's entertained, but I really need hundred percent focus on my task and it's not going to happen because I'm going to get distracted. So there are certain things where I'm not going to be able to do other things such as workouts. I can easily work out with him there. Now I will say it depends on how long my workouts are. Um, so I'm going to kind of dive into that in a second, how I kind of have made that switch. So my tip number one, what, what can we do? Where can we start is plan and Ayurveda. We love a good schedule and you know what, who else does kids, kids love schedules. Um, they really like to know what's predictable. There's a reason, you know, I taught sixth grade years ago now, but, uh, having that same routine, having that same schedule, kids really thrive, knowing what's coming next. When things get thrown off, kids get thrown off. And that's the same as adults, but we sometimes forget that. And I know with having little kids, sometimes those schedules can get a little hectic or stuff is going on. You maybe have to go to a store during your nap time and uh, things have to get shuffled. Totally understand that's life, it's gonna happen. But in general, how can you kind of set up your schedule so you know they know what's coming and you know what's coming? So right now my son is napping about three times a day. So my first nap of the day, For myself, I'm like, what are the tasks that I want to do during that first nap? And it's usually within a couple hours of him waking. So we're up, we have breakfast, we do a little playtime. He goes down usually around nine-ish. So sometimes I have one-on-one client work and I have calls at that time. Other times I might um, come back down and I have some big work tasks that I want to finish and I'll do a little work. Typically, I'll save half of that. So I'll do maybe a little work task and then I do a workout. And so... I usually will start my workout. He wakes up, and then I finish my workout with him present because that first half hour of him waking, he usually is really chill. He's super calm, likes to play by himself. Um, You know, again, he could be in his bouncer. He can be kind of crawling around on the floor with toys. He's happy, and so I am able to kind of complete that with him present. No worries. So that is something that has worked best for me at this stage because once he's again, once he's crawling and once he's really moving. I'm probably not going to be able to do that because he's going to be, it's going to be too dangerous. Um, So that's where things will have to shift once more. Now for me, the second nap, what are you going to do? So again, this might be a bit more work. So I come back in my office and I do a little bit more work. That might be when I do my meditation or pranayama practice. I also might flip flop. Maybe that's my workout time. And my morning is meditation and pranayama. I don't have those things set in stone. I do whatever feels best. So if I have more energy after lunch, then I'll do it there. But having a good idea of what's coming, what are my rocks, what am I throwing in there at nap time? That is really beneficial. And then finally, that third nap, because he is napping three times right now, I'm usually cooking dinner and then having some one-on-one time with my older son. So maybe we play some board games. He likes it when I play Nintendo Switch with him. So maybe we play some Mario Kart, little things like that, um, where I can have some bonding time with him as the, my little one is napping. Now I want like you kind of to think about your ideal um, plan with your family. So if your kiddo's having, you know, one nap, two nap or three naps, what are the things that you need to do? And I also will caveat. Sometimes I'll just take a nap with him because sometimes I'm exhausted since he's getting up still between like four to eight times at night. It's kind of all over the place. That is not a schedule for us. That's working great. We're still working on the sleep. So some days I'm exhausted and I do need to nap with him And This again is going to be different for everyone because I'm kind of a work from home mom where if you have a nine to five job and you're going in, you're not going to be able to do that. You're also going to be looking at, you know, kind of the outlying things. Maybe you get your morning stuff in before you go off to work. So maybe meditation for you is a big rock. You want to make sure you get that done every day. Maybe it's your workout. So sometimes it's kind of about, um, it's kind of slides into my tip number two, what nourishes you? And this is going to be different for everyone. So. What are those practices that are going to fill up your cup? How are you going to find your balance? And again, this is a stage of life, depending on how old your kiddos are, that you might need to switch things around. Maybe it's not going to be an hour workout and that's something that you would love, but it's just not going to happen. For me right now, I am working out about probably 45 minutes to an hour. Used to do 30 minutes. Right now it's a little bit longer because I was doing my ab rehab and now I'm still doing ab rehab, just more an advanced plan on top of lifting. So it makes my workout a little bit longer and that's okay. I'm okay with that. I don't know if I will be able to sustain that once he's on the move, because I just am going to have shortened time and I'm going to have to kind of give or take here. So I'm going to have to condense that workout potentially. So these are things that I'm willing to shift because I know meditation is something that nourishes me. I know making sure I try to hit my yoga mat at least twice a week whether that be going to a class virtually or going to a class in person, but different ways that I want to make sure to do my practices. And yoga nidra is something that I enjoy doing. Right now, I don't have a ton of time to throw that into my plate. So it's something I haven't done. Reading books, I usually like to read before bed. I haven't done that because my son is sleeping in our room still and I can't turn on the light and read in bed like I used to. So once he's moved to his own room, which we're planning on doing in the next month, With my son, they'll share, I will be able to get back into that routine again. So sometimes again, those things that nourish you, you might have to kind of put them on the back burner, pull in other things that are going to work for you and just kind of shift things around to make sure you get some time for you, whatever that might be. Now, tip number three kind of rolls right into this set realistic expectations. One of the ways that I personally, I get burnt out is if I plan to do all of the things and my boys have an off day. I feel like a failure. I get frazzled. I am a little short with everyone. And I just I just want to sit at my computer at the end of the day and work, which for me doesn't isn't isn't good. (laughs) I can't go to sleep. Um, I usually am up all night if I'm on my computer and I'm doing work, you know, past usually, you know, seven o'clock is kind of my threshold is I should be off. Typically, I should be off by like 5:30 because I'm in my mom mode of dinner, you know, let's get the boys ready for bed, let's eat, all of those things. So I need to be off by a certain time. Otherwise I can't sleep. And I know that about myself. So how can you kind of set those realistic expectations if it doesn't happen during the day? Instead of maybe having the 20 tasks that you want to get done, maybe it's one thing. And that's really, I'm still at the one thing at six months, you know, postpartum. I'm still like, what's the one big thing that I need to get done? Some days it's working out. Some days it's like, hey, I really need to get a meditation in. I haven't had it all week and I can feel it. And then other days it might be like, hey, I need, we all need to go outside for a walk. You know, what is that thing that you want to tackle? And sometimes it's a work task where I have to get something done. I have to record a podcast to air next week. Whatever that is, what is that one thing that you want to get done? And then slowly you might be able to grow that. But again, kiddos, when they change stages, I have found I need to, I need to shift priorities. I need to shift expectations again, um, because right now him not moving, Sometimes it's a little bit easier because I don't have to watch him. I can sit him in a bouncer and he'll be okay for 30 minutes where in a few, well, probably in a month or two, he's going to be scooting around and crawling around. And then if he's like anything, like my first son, I have to watch him like a hawk because he will get into everything. So these are things that, um, will shift as kiddos shift. And then my last tip is really something that I personally prescribe to. And I think it's really beneficial and it's helped my sons is getting outside in nature. Nature is not only good for you to calm your nervous system, but it's calming your kiddos as well. So if your nervous system can stay calm, if you're nourishing yourself, you can see that reflected in your children. You know, you can see when you get frazzled, often that's when my boys start to get frazzled. That's when my six month old is like losing his stuff. I'm losing my stuff. My seven-year-old is losing his stuff because he doesn't like to hear his brother cry. So it's kind of like this big swirling, you know, cycle of things. And I say that just because my husband works evenings. And so typically it's me and my boys at home at night. And so I'm juggling, how do I, you know, calm this storm? And often it comes from calming myself and adjusting my expectations and getting outside is one of the ways that helps everyone. Cause getting that fresh air helps my littlest one for sure. Sleep helps my seven-year-old calm down some of his, you know, energy. He's an energetic guy. Um, We just went on a trail hike and he walked six miles with me. And everyone on the trail that was biking, someone asked him, where's your bike? And he said, oh, I walked. And they couldn't believe that he had walked the six miles with me. And you know, I said, of course, we didn't just start this. We have been doing this since he was two. He would come on that trail with me and we would always walk six to eight miles. He was in a stroller, but he would always hop out. And even at two, he was probably going at least a mile or two um, beside me and running. And he loves being out there. And so he's an active guy. And so for me, I have to make sure he gets enough activity. And so, you know, if I don't go to our favorite trail, because it is a drive, it's a 30 minute drive that I have to leave our house. And sometimes with my littlest one that doesn't work well in his schedule. And so we'll just go around the neighborhood. And so we, you know, we make it an event, we scooter up to our favorite coffee shop, you know, talk to the baristas and he gets his favorite little gluten-free donut. And I have an iced coffee. And then we walk to the park. And then we play at the park, you know, maybe for an hour and then we walk home and all of that, you know, is probably about a two and a half mile um, round trip. And so he can easily do it. And that's why I say that, you know, having the kiddos, um, Katie Bowman years ago, I listened to her podcast and she is an um, exercise science gal and PT, and she had recommended if you want kids that walk distances or go to fairs or go to Disney world, wherever you're taking them, you have to train them. It's just like an athlete, if you're not training them and you get frustrated that they're not able to walk around Disney world with you, or like the state fair is happening here in Minnesota and they're complaining. And it's a lot of times it's just because they haven't done it. You can't expect them to like not complain because they've probably not walked that far maybe ever. And so sometimes, you know, making sure that we take that perspective as an adult and say, yeah, I can see why they might be frustrated. They probably are really tired. Their little bodies are tired because they haven't built up that stamina. And so for me, when I was listening to that, I'm like, oh, this is something I want to make sure that I build up in my son. So it's something that I like to do. I love going for walks and I love getting out in nature on the trails and I want him to enjoy it too. How is he going to enjoy it more? If he has the stamina, if he has built this up, if he can go, you know, he went on a 20 mile bike ride with me at the age of five. So we have built up that stamina because these are things that nourish me. And in turn, he, he, he loves them, you know. He enjoys doing them because we usually will go to a park afterwards, or he'll get ice cream. You know, there's different incentives, I guess, that I can throw in there for him until he got used to being like, yeah, this is just something that we do. So there are ways that you can kind of add in those elements if you're looking at like how can I get my kiddo to enjoy this? Because I I often hear from parents like, oh, my kids hate doing this, or they really don't like that. How do you incorporate that, you know, into their routines? And that's one way that I've done it is. Um, You know, what, what do I like to do? And then how can I, you know, reward them in some way? You know, maybe it's sometimes just like a high five, you know, right now I don't need to give him a reward, so to speak, you know, he just will come and he'll do it with me. But that was built up over, you know, now five years of just, you know, our basic training. And so to speak, it's not what I was doing for him. You know, I didn't purposely set out to train him to do this. It just happened. And it was something that he enjoyed. And I took that lead. I also recommend they had these nature cards that he really loved. And I, my mom gave them to me and, um, cause she knew I like to take the, my son out on the trail. And so we would look for things in nature. So you pull a card. And so this was great when he was about three or four, and then he would have his nature card. And then, you know, as I was pushing him in the stroller or he would be walking around, he'd be looking for these items on the cards. So it's kind of like a little scavenger hunt. So things like that, that can keep, you know, there are tons of little games that you can play with kids to help them enjoy it more. All right. So those are kind of my big tips is really when we're talking about how can we incorporate Ayurveda into our lives, making sure that you have that plan. You know, if you don't have that plan, if you don't have that schedule, Vata Dosha takes over and we all feel it. So making sure that you have some sort of plan and you don't have to stick to it like meticulously, but you just have an out. You know, an outline like here's the things that I want to get done, and it might shift when I need to get them done. But the more that you can kind of stick to that routine and that plan, the better for everyone. Next, making sure you nourish yourself, whatever those practices are that you find are balancing for you, setting realistic expectations. So, making sure you don't think you're going to tackle 20 things in one day, and then getting outside of nature. I mean, really getting outside of nature and all year. You know, if you can get out there, even in the winter bundle kiddo, kiddos up, and that really, that will tire them out as well. So making sure you just get outside and spend some time, um, you know, with the fresh air. So the more you pay attention, you know, the, the more you're actually living in Ayurvedic lifestyle already, you know, just slowing down and being present in your life and just noticing the subtle energy shifts and not only yourself, but your kiddos. And that doesn't mean that there aren't going to be times where it feels like you're just going a million miles an hour, because that's going to happen. But if you know, hey, this is a busy week, the next week, can you plan some ease in there? So for myself, a quick example of that is last week we were on the go. You know, we spent two nights at a cabin. We came home for a night and then we drove down to my parents' farm and, um, you know, had my brother's wedding. And then we came back home this week. I really have nothing on the docket wide open schedule besides like a dentist appointment for my son. And that was on purpose. That was on, you know, I wanted a lot of white space just to kind of relax. And we don't have to be go, go, go. We can just ease back into things to calm down our systems. So if this this is something that you like, um, and you want to go even deeper, I have an awesome free guide Ayurveda for the Modern Mama, and it's a five-day program, and you can download it um, underneath this blog post. So if you just head to andreaclawson.com forward slash blog and click on this podcast episode, you'll be able to download the guide. And then I also just wanted to share with you, because this is coming up in a couple of weeks, I have a free, not a free, sorry, it's not a free, it is free if you um, purchase my pre-ordered my book, you do get this program for free. But it's my five-day Ayurvedic seasonal jumpstart. So this is a great little fall challenge if you're ready to dive into the fall season and discover more about Ayurveda. And maybe you're new to Ayurveda and you want to know like, oh, is this something that I want to practice? We have a live coaching all week. So I'm going to have a kickoff call via Zoom on Monday and then a closing call that Friday. We're going to have live coaching in Voxer, which is kind of like a voicemail app or a text app. And then you can ask questions live. Um, We, in everything, every day, you're going to have a new little challenge to try or to incorporate into your life. And that's going to be delivered via email. And sometimes you'll have a little video to watch or a little PDF to read, probably a little bit of both. And so it's really geared to be, you know, 10, 15 minutes tops a day that you're working through the program, but then you'll be able to understand like, how can I help balance my Vata Dosha this season? My goal is to have everyone leave with a plan, with a routine for their fall season, because this is often a time where that Vata Dosha, where that sporadic and scattered energy can come in. So we want to make sure that we have the the plan that's going to work for us. So if that's something that is of interest to you, definitely check that out. It's in the show notes or just on my homepage at andreaclawson.com. Um, and you can sign up again, we start September 11th for that. And it will run that week, September 11th through the 15th. So I'm super excited about that program. Um, and I really, I can't wait to kind of dive back into the fall routine and, you know, reduce the stress, reduce Vata dosha, and then just kind of give you quick and easy tips and tools that you can incorporate this fall season. All right. Any questions? Hit me up over on Instagram at seasonal Andrea. Otherwise. Go out there and spread your peaceful power.